the Chicago Bulls prove yet again that they will continue to have trouble when a team is zeroed in on just beating them, that they have trouble matching the intensity at certain against certain teams and certain level of play. We're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss the overall play of the big three since the All-Star break and how they've really improved their game, but how much is it really worth? And then lastly, we're going to talk about the Bulls' final six games of the season. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So uh, the Bulls got beat yet again in another home loss that it seemed like everyone but the Chicago Bulls realized how how the Lakers were going to come out in this game. That the target that Patrick Beverly put on this team with his two small gesture and his being boisterous and all the things that come along with Pat Bev, right? It, it, Pat Bev is going Pat Bev. And so, you know, even with Pat coming up small, both Pats if, if, in, in reality in this game came up small for the Chicago Bulls. And the only thing that was too small was the Bulls' level of effort and execution in this game. When you look at how well they got out-rebounded in this game, the lack of defense in, in key times where we needed defensive stops or a little bit of defensive intensity, we did not get it. And while Zach Levine had a uh, mediocre game, he shot the ball efficiently but never really seemed to get fully in rhythm, Nikola Vucevic is the only thing that kept us in this game in the first quarter. Then DeMar DeRozan having a a great second quarter. But overall, the Chicago Bulls just did not have enough energy. They did not rebound the ball well enough, getting out-rebounded by 13 rebounds in this game, having 14 turnovers, even though they had less turnovers than the Los Angeles Lakers. They need to get those turnovers. And then shooting one of the worst three-point percentages they've shot in in the last five games, only 27% going 9 of 33. I mean, shout-out to the Bulls for taking 33 threes, I guess, for a team that just has not averaged that many but hitting only nine of those uh it it it, it hurts but the los angeles lakers did not shoot the three ball much better themselves they went seven of 20 from three-point range so it's not like that's what necessarily absolutely murdered the bulls but it definitely played a part in it as well you look at demar Derozan, and nikola vucevic having really strong games but not getting much support other than uh kobe white and io who had a pretty solid game shooting he was five of nine for 12 points. And you look at Kobe White, 6 of 11 for 17 points, but he also chips in nine assists, two rebounds, one still in that game. And Kobe White, again, continuing to show that he has now learned how to impact the game outside of just shooting. And that is why so many Bulls fans now want to see Kobe White stay on this team, doing a complete 180 from where they were at the start of last season. But we're a family. I'm not going to call you guys out on that one today. Um, But with that being said, the Bulls just did not execute well enough. And this game felt like a game that even though the Bulls battled back and eventually took the lead briefly, it never really seemed like they were going to be able to match that intensity. When the Bulls did take the lead, it, it, like, yeah, they were executing on defense. They were forcing turnovers. They, they got a couple of just easy, fast break uh, uh, dunks off getting steals and being active, but it never really seemed like it was going to be something sustainable from the Bulls in this game. And like I said, unfortunately, you're not going to win them all, but the way that you lost this one, the fact that the Bulls never really caught a rhythm in this game Whereas the Lakers came out focused. The Lakers came out, and even though they had their mistakes as well, it just seemed like that Lakers team was more ready to go. Anthony Davis with 38 points in this game. Uh, LeBron James with 25. Then you have Austin Reeves with 19 points. And, and D'Angelo Russell coming back, and he, him uh, scoring 17 points as well. They get almost nothing. They got 14 total points from the bench. The Lakers starters did the damage in this game, and they stepped up in a way that our team overall just did not match that energy. And when that happens, 
the Bulls are going to be put in tough situations. And so seeing the Lakers celebrate on the Bulls' home court and all that, yeah, it sucks. But keep in mind, we just did that to them in L.A., so of course they were looking to do the same thing. And, you know, even after the game, Pat Bev saying, hey, I knew they were probably going to do the too small at some point, and I'm glad they did. What are you happy about, Pat? Like, this is the thing. And as much as Pat Bev has brought the leadership, the, the communication, the energy, the, the defense, all that stuff that we needed. We were in a place where we needed that drastically, and I'm glad he brought it. One of the things that also comes along with Pat Bev is him talking crap, him putting a, him having a target on him. You saw Russell Westbrook the first time he scored last time doing, doing the rock the baby motion, right? The, there are people who want to kill Pat Beverly on the basketball court. That's what I mean is on the basketball court. And so that's just by nature something that comes with him being on your team. That is something that comes with him being a big cog in what goes on with your team and him being on a quote-unquote revenge tour in a way of when he just wants to prove to the people that doubted him or maybe didn't use him correctly and the teams that overlooked him, he wants something to prove. I get it. And it comes along with the territory and I'd rather have what he brings to the scene positively even if it does come with that. But you have to realize that we have a team right now that has not shown the fortitude, I guess is the, the testis, te, testicular fortitude. Shout out to my uh, wrestling fans who know where that came from. Uh, that The team just doesn't have it to give in these big matchups when it comes down to it, when a team is just focused on just beating you, just stopping you. And that what gets into some of my issues with head coach Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan didn't adjust well in the Clippers game. He didn't adjust well in this game. And it really did seem like Darvin Ham, who... I would not say is a better coach than Billy Donovan at this point, did outcoach him, period. And Billy Donovan's lack of making adjustments when it's key things like this, this is playoff-type basketball. And as the Bulls go to a playing tournament and you have a coach that you have these doubts in these type of moments that is not is, is going to get outcoached, it just brings everything back to like, while the Bulls, I still think, are going to make the play-in, I've, I've, I've done a 180 on that. I was just saying two weeks ago, I didn't think that this, I didn't trust this team to make the plan. I think they've created enough of a separation. I do think that they're going to get enough wins to make that playing tournament. But I think that playing tournament has a potential, no matter where the Bulls, even if they do get up to eight, it, get, it can get ugly for the Bulls. And we can see the Bulls completely outclassed if a team just comes in and they're just like, no, we need to make these playoffs and we're going to run through the Chicago Bulls if we need to do so. The team's mental fortitude, Billy Donovan's lack of adjustments, um, all those things play a part in why, you know, you have to look at this team and wonder, hey, what is the, if, okay, you make the postseason, you make postseason play, but what really is going to come of it? How is it going to really benefit the team? Yes, playoff experience does help teams and help, and it can help players grow. It can help them know what they need to do and adjust, but we said that last season, and many of the players who, who we looked in that play-in push and thought, hey, they're going to use this to build off of. Zach had a slow season, albeit with injury. Patrick Williams, who had, uh, what, one or two really good games in the playoffs, then he has this offseason with DeMar DeRozan, and it's been an up-and-down season for him. Iowa DeSumo won the starting point guard position. He had a good game in this one, but it's been a down season for him. Kobe White's grown. Shout-out to Kobe on that. So it, it just, not that I don't want to see this team do this play and push and make the play in. I want to see them do that. The biggest question is, is what are you really going to gain from it? And that is something that the players have to ask themselves. What are they going to gain from it? Now, as we're talking about making the plan, we got to talk about what's the thing that's really changed this bull. And I know a lot of, I've done it, a lot of other Bulls content creators, we constantly talk about the Pat Bev effect, right? But I want to, I want to take it outside of Pat Bev and just talk about our big three and how they have, they've stepped it up recently. Nikola Vucevic, for example, when Vuce is on the court, we outscore our opponents by 107 Point. Since the All-Star break, 
That is not anything to overlook. And 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 with what he's been doing since the Arsenal break, Nikola Vucevic has been used in a better way, not as consistently. Even in this game, we did see uh, Billy Donovan go away from going to Vooch, who was cooking for us for a while. But Vooch has definitely stepped up his play. DeMar DeRozan, while he has seen a 10% reduction in his shots, only taking 16.5 shots down from the 21 shots he was taking before, it's, it's helped his efficiency. He's become a way more efficient scorer. When you look at he's shooting 50% from the field overall, 31% from, from three-point range, which is big for him. Um, well, no, he's gone from 31 up to 51%, and then 40% from, from, um, from, from three. Like, DeMar DeRozan has absolutely played better with and, 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 and willingly taken a step back. Now, some of that is the injury. Some of that is other things. But he's become more of a facilitator and has made the Bulls a much better team for it. And then Zach Levine. Zach, since the All-Star break, is averaging 28.9 points per game, which would this season have put him in the top 10 in scoring in the league, doing that on 55% shooting from the field, 46% from three-point range, and his defense, he is committing less turnovers, he's committing less fouls. Zach Levine, since the All-Star break, may be playing the best basketball of his career. And, and it's, it's all this is good, right? Everybody has stepped up. All the big three has stepped up, but it, it it's, uh, has it been enough. And by enough, I mean this. Yes, you've stepped, you've stepped it up. Yes, we're, we're, we're still clawing for a playing position. And a lot of that is due to the start of the season and how badly we started the season off. But you have to ask your question, even with this improved play, do we have the supporting cast? Do we have the coaching to support it? Do we have the balance to support it? Are we still missing size and depth and shooting and things that we need from the bench? Big three players, shout out to the big three for playing much better since the All-Star break. Shout out to Pat Bev for coming in and playing better. Shout out to Kobe White for playing better as well. But is it enough? And by enough, I mean what meaningful is going to come from the back half of the season, right? And yes, it's allowed AK to evaluate things a little bit better. And hopefully in him going into this offseason, knowing the changes that we need to make with this roster, he looks at this and it helps him make decisions on who needs to go, who needs to stay, who gets a contract extension, all those things, right? But at the end of the day, all the improvement that this Chicago Bulls team has had, yes, it's made it more exciting on the back half of the season. Yes, it's it's made it more uh, us to get more wins. It's made us, pushes us into the playing situation. All that is fine and dandy. But the biggest question is in this is like, is that enough to keep this core together? And that's the biggest question. It, keeping this core together, regardless of how they played since the All-Star break, you still have to look at the pluses and minuses of this core. And while I love, I would love to see Nikola Vucevic come back because I don't think he is the problem. I don't think any one player is the problem. I don't think any one thing is the issue here. It's a combination of a lot of things. It's the perfect storm of shit for the Chicago Bulls, unfortunately. And while we've been, and, and I feel a little bit bad saying that at a time where we've still won considerably more games than we lost, and if we keep this winning percentage up, we're easily going to make the playing tournament. But I'm looking outside of that, right? Making the playing tournament is cool. It, 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 it helps. You know, we get a couple of extra games. It adds some excitement. It makes the last week of the season mean something where it could have not mean anything. I get that. But when you really look at it and this team and the team that we deserve and the team that AK has even said that he wants to put on the floor for the Chicago Bulls, you have to ask yourself, is has this big three played well enough together and, and giving you enough hope to where you you need to keep that you you want to keep this core together. That is the biggest question facing Acme in this offseason is can you do enough that makes it to it makes it make sense to keep this core together? That's the biggest question here. 
And it's we've had some fun games. We've had some exciting games. And maybe the Bulls do do the career-ending injury exception for Lonzo Ball, and they bring another high-level starting point guard in here, and we're back rocking and rolling. We, we're energized. We're having fun. The team's having fun, all that. But you still have to ask your question, yourself the question of, have we done enough, right? Have we invested in our young players enough? Have we, have we put them in a situation for their development? We got two young players who barely see the court in Marco Simonovic and Daylon Terry who, hey, listen, we could have used some size in these last two games. If Marco's not going to be in your plan to actually be in your rotation, if you see him so low to where he can't crack your NBA rotation when he's on an NBA contract, you got to get rid of. Daylon Terry, who you drafted, you, you invested in, you, you talk very highly of his potential and what he could be, we need to then see him on the court. Right, We need to see that. He deserves to have that investment in him. What this team does next season, what this team does in this offseason, what this team is going into next season, you have to ask yourself the question of what, what pieces do you keep? What's worth keeping? Right, And then even the pieces that are worth keeping, can you keep them or do you still send them away so you can get more assets back? Everything needs to be reevaluated uh, in this offseason. We'll see if Acme is up to the test. But speaking of up to the test, the Bulls have six games left on this NBA season. And the biggest question that's remaining the Bulls, are they going to continue creating enough separation between the Washington Wizards and the Indiana Pacers in them to where they get that playing spot? Right now, the Bulls are two games above the Washington Wizards, the three and a half games above the Indiana Pacers. I think that I don't want to necessarily call it early, but I think we can stick a pin in the Indiana Pacers. I don't think that, that the Bulls are going to lose enough or the Pacers are going to win enough for them to overtake that 10th seed. The biggest threat is the is the Washington Wizards and what they are going to do. The Washington Wizards have a much tougher schedule than the Chicago Bulls on the rest of the, the back half of the season, the rest of the season. And so the question is, are the Bulls going to get the necessary wins to keep pushing off the Washington Wizards? The Bulls right now, for the remaining part of the season, we have the 20, 20th hardest schedule in the NBA, whereas the Wizards have the 16th hardest schedule in the NBA for the remaining part of the season. The Bulls need to take care of business. We can't ha keep having these flat games. I would love to see the Chicago Bulls win these remaining six games. I would love to see it happen. Do I think it's going to happen? No. The Bulls right now sit at 36 and 40 on the season, right back to four games below 500. At one point, thinking and us talking, could the Bulls maybe get to 500 to end the season? Doesn't seem like it's going to be a thing uh, to happen, but the Bulls need to still, if they can win four out of these net last six games, they all but solidify themselves. Um, but we'll see what ends up happening for the Chicago Bulls with that. This is going to be a tough last part of this, uh, the schedule for the Bulls. I've talked about it a lot. Uh, we got Charlotte coming up, which you still don't over want to uh, overlook Charlotte. The Bulls can't overlook anyone. But then we go into the biggest test that we have left, at least in the regular season. Memphis, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Dallas. Those four games in a row, and especially that Atlanta game, which is, is going to be counting as almost a double game in the standings, is going to be highly important for the standing. Can the Bulls? win these next four games and I've, I've thrown the bulls like uh, uh layups or lobs or whatever the bulls need to win these next four games let me be clear here the bulls need to go four and oh over the next four games minimum i'll take three and one but if the bulls can do that if they can win these next four games they would have the playing spot last two games of the season against dallas and detroit okay still going to be important games for seeding but that's what would lock the bulls in for the playing spot Let's see if they do it. Let's see if they're up to the test. Let me know what you guys think down below. What do you think the Bulls' record is going to be over the last six games of this season? And do you think they're going to be able to win enough to lock in that playing spot and maybe even still move into that 8C, which they're two games behind right now. It's going to be a tall test to do that. But let me know what you guys think on everything down below. That's it for today's episode of 
Chicago Bulls Central. Thank you for being the best part of the channel. You guys are what makes this channel amazing. If you want to follow the show, make sure you do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.